0: What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Oh, we got another great show for you this week. I drink and review a delicious beer. Sorcerer Chromatic drinks and reviews a delicious whiskey. And we have our beer news. And our cold brew list uh, pays tribute to an old school hip hop band. And then uh, in our drugish shenanigans, we go through... The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 2. So we have a lot of fun. uh, Have a lot of laughs. Social Chromatic makes me bust up one time. I almost spit out my beer. It was a good time. It was fun. And we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on Untapped and Instagram. So Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. But right now, it is time for another episode of cold brew. Yeah. Um, down, come the works come to my people who's comes first. The come to my people who's comes first. Y'all, coming at your pre-recorder from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg, Kia Foster Comedic, and we're here to talk about beer.
1: Yes, we
0: are. How are you doing this week, man? Oh, not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. You have a good beer yes, week? Sir. Or you just have a good week?
1: Well, uh, I see what you did there.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm rubbing it <laughs> in <laughs> here. <huh? laughs> oops. No. Um... Yeah. <laughs> no, how's the, uh, the weed and cocaine doing? Not bad. Right? Right right on.
1: Selling better than I
0: thought. (laughs) Ever since Cocaine Bear came out, the the man's been through the roof. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I still haven't seen it. I I said last week I was going to go see it. I didn't go see it. I I opted not to. I'm like, I'm going to wait for streaming. It's not like one of those where I have to go see it. And no one's really spoiled it for me, so I could wait until it comes out on streaming.
1: Yeah. Um. Hey, real quick, uh, streaming question. You yeah. have Disney Plus, right? Yes. Did uh, is the new Avatar on there? Did I see that right?
0: I I saw the old Avatar. I did not see the new one.
1: Okay, I thought I saw the the uh, the option of picking.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Um, as far as I know, it, it is not. But I mean, it'll be there. Uh, it'll be there one of these days.
1: And
0: yeah. Um, speaking of like going to the movies and stuff like that, I know you have kids, so you probably don't have a lot of time to to actually get to the movies. But is there anything that's coming out uh, this summer that you've heard of that you would you wouldn't mind going to see?
1: Oh geez, I mean that new Creed movie. I mean it just came out. I I oh, was yeah. not going to see that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, that's why I asked about Avatar. I did want to see that. But, you know, that's the thing, too, because I know I'm probably not going to get out to do it. I uh, I really haven't uh, been up on what's coming out.
0: Yeah. Um, well, there's that Mario movie coming out.
1: So oh, I, I'm, passing
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to have to go take my daughter to see that she's inter- interested. So that's one of the ones I'm going to go to. And then I want to see John Wick 4 because I really love the first three.
1: Yeah, I haven't
0: seen any of this. Oh, okay. They're they're really good as far as like action movies. They're totally, you know, implausible and far fetched, and it's almost like you're playing a video game. That's what I that's what I related it to. And that's why once I, that clicked, I'm like, oh this game this movie's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I'm kind of waiting for that. Maybe or I'm kind of uh wanting to go see that. So maybe, maybe. Those are the type of movies that I, I want to go see. I, I could care less about. Marvel. Oh, maybe you know Oppenheimer, that that new Christopher Nolan uh, movie coming out about the uh, the atomic bomb.
1: Oh, okay. See, I don't
0: even know that's coming out. Yeah, so I I think that's in July. So I I might go see that one because I I like I like uh, Christopher Nolan. As far as being an actor, I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's get to the beer, shall we? Sure. All right, today I have in front of me from in front of me, in front of me, in front of me from our good friends down in Escondido, California. By Stone Brewing, I have their Enjoy By 42023 Hazy IPA. Now, this uh as many of you know, Stone's got the Enjoy By series and also an Enjoy After series. It was started up as a like a little marketing gimmick. To try to get people to, hey, these are IPAs. They're supposed to be enjoyed fresh. Um, but it's turned into quite a thing now. Because, you know, they select, they they did a very good job selecting, like, the dates, right? Like, 420. I think one's a, uh The next one will be Memorial Day. And then probably um, 4th of July. You know, Labor Day. They, they do all the key uh, holidays. And this one is enjoyed by 420. It's a hazy IPA. Um... They? I, I thought they just
1: do i thought they do 420 i know they do 4th of july mm-hmm. i knew they do halloween and valentine's day yeah. I, I, I didn't know about memorial day
0: yep. yeah uh, thanksgiving um also christmas so they, they, they like to get all the you know like the major drinking holidays in there <laughs> that's the way i see it uh i you know i could be wrong um so yeah, uh, 9% alcohol by volume, so this is a double hazy IPA. So uh, without further ado, uh, pop off, little 12-ounce can. What do you got?
1: Well, uh, to remind you guys, I gave up beer for Lent, and uh, since I'm doing a, a a a beer podcast, I still got to contribute. Mm-hmm. So I have another whiskey, and uh, this week I'm going to switch it up a little bit and go with a rye.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, I have a question for you later about rye. So, but go ahead and talk about the one you got right now.
1: Okay, so I have the Old Forester rye. It's mm-hmm. uh the hundred proof. That means fifty percent alcohol, and uh, it's from Old Forester Distilling Company in uh, out of Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, according to the website, it's a historic recipe acquired in nineteen forty by Owsley Brown the first. Old Forester rye features a mash bill of rye, 20% malted barley, and 50% corn. Such a high proportion of barley allows for a fully natural fermentation process, uh, foregoing the need for artificial enzymes commonly found in high rye mash bills. Additionally, the generous percentage of malt yields a unique floral character, balancing the sharp, brisk spice of rye grain, continuing our legacy of quality and consistency, Old Forester uses its own uh proprietary yeast strain, uh produces every barrel and distills every drop. 100 percent proof Old Forester Rye uh plays beautifully in a in a cocktail but also stands up boldly on its own. So without any further ado, all right. So my question about Rye,
0: yeah, my uh, question about Rye is uh so, you know, the whiskey is like the spirit, right? And then bourbon is because it's made in Bourbon County, uh, Kentucky. And then they... Well, uh, not a
1: Bourbon County, but yeah.
0: But you know what I mean? I'm just giving like a a, a generality. And rye, they they, add, they call it that because they add the rye grain to it, right? Is it, What percentage uh, do they need to add for it to be considered a rye? Is it anything? There's no definition of it?
1: Um... Okay, so yeah, well, there, there's no definition. Granted, it. Okay, so for for a bourbon to be bourbon, it has to be fifty one percent corn. Okay, so that means the ma- the majority uh, grain in it has to be corn. Where rye, yeah, it, it's it's going to be majority rye, or else you're not going to call it a rye. Now, yeah, I didn't realize that they only use sixty five in this one because there's a there's a hundred percent rye whiskeys out there too. Oh, okay. those are peppery as hell. Yeah, but yeah, the fact that they they had a they had corn in it too. That kind of surprised me. I, I I'm not saying that this is the the most unique blend ever. Not not at all. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't realize that that's what the, the mash roll was on this one.
0: Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, go ahead.
1: But I would imagine, yeah, I would imagine if it's if it's more than um, 51% rye, you're gonna put it in the rye category, or else it's gonna just be a, a different style of American whiskey.
0: Okay, so be whiskey with rye added if it was like say like 25, yeah, yeah. 25 30% right okay um
1: cuz right. cuz there's like there's like um, they're not scotches but there's american malt whiskeys you know like uh, mm-hmm. they use the, the, the malted barley and uh you know they're not they're not native to any particular state like bourbon is mm-hmm. uh, and they're not confined to any uh technical uh you know technical recipes like bourbon like you know b- bourbon's got to be 51 percent corn aged for two years uh yeah it's supposed to be out of kentucky
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it has to be it has to be finished uh in first time barrels i believe that's the other one
0: oh yeah i remember and you they, mentioned that
1: yeah they could <laughs> char or toast the barrels that's another thing as well but mm-hmm. then now there's even bourbon that that finish uh in like uh an existing spirit barrel like a like a well, more like a, a wine one or a cognac or something like that. There's, there's some that I know. Uh, I think it's called uh, Legion. Legion. Uh-huh. They finish in like port, port sherry or something like that. So, there's a, uh, there's some that are are bending the rules and trying to get a a, a new niche, uh, niche, if you will.
0: Yeah, but the initial fermentation's got to be two years in a brand new barrel, in a new wood right. barrel.
1: Right. Yeah. That
0: yeah. Yeah. Um. So then, like weeded bourbons, how come they just don't call them wheat?
1: Well, there are wheat whiskeys.
0: Oh, okay. All right, there are wheat whiskeys. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, um, yeah, the the weeded bourbons, I didn't get too much into it. They um they take out the rye, so it's a it's a corn dominant ma- mash bill like all bourbons. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it's got it's got malted barley and rye in it, but. The, well, that's bourbon, but the wheated bourbons—they take out the rye and substitute wheat in. So it, again, it's going to be a small percentage of the. Um, Got it. Yeah.
0: Got it. Okay. No, that makes sense. All right. I was just thinking about because the other day I heard a uh, uh, American Pie, you know, um, we're drinking whiskey and rye, you know that line, and then uh, I was like, yeah, how come they have? What about wheat? How come they just uh, like? How come it's not drinking wheat and rye? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a little too confusing. Like, how do you drink wheat? <laughs> anyway. All right. Cool. Or maybe they call, them, they call them Wheaties. Yeah. <laughs> better have your Wheaties. Or better eat your Wheaties. Better drink your Wheaties. Even better. All right. Uh, so this Enjoy Buy uh, 420. Um, it doesn't really. Oh, yeah. There we go. There, there's the hops. I was looking all over the place. for the, I finally found them. It's got uh, Rakow. I think it's pronounced Raka or is it Rakau, R-A-K-A-U, and Citra hopped. Um, so yeah, they've been a. Uh, uh, let's see, we've been enjoying, we've been brewing the Stone Enjoy by IPA series as a celebration of those magical little green buds we call hops since 2012. I don't remember them brewing Enjoy by in 2012, and maybe they're talking about the the whole their whole. Yeah, they've been brewing since before 2012. I don't know. I'm I'm very confused at, at, about the enjoy by. I thought they did that. Thought they started that like in 2015 or 16. But I guess I'm wrong. I guess maybe the. Uh, what do I know, right? I know more than Stone. Um. Yeah. It's, <laughs> anyway, it's good. I, I I like this enjoy by. This one's good. It's got some um some tropical notes and some stone fruit notes. Um. It's a little bit bitter. It's got a little little dankness to it too, which is good because, you know, the 420 IPA should should be danky. Should I, In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, it, the 420 version of the Enjoy By IPA should be a danky beer. You know, and it should be a Pacific Northwest, I, resiny, danky fucking should make you want to go some smoke some weed.
1: No, I mean seriously, if, in my eyes, if you're going to do a, a 420 beer and uh this one's a 420 beer because it does have the date 420 on it. Yep. Yeah, you should be going uh, straight after Waldo's. You know, just go for the yeah. There you go. For for that big uh, that big flavor.
0: That Because yeah, again,
1: Waldo's used to come out on was it 420 or 419, just as like as a joke.
0: Something like that. It does come come around. That, in w- April. that
1: was now now it comes out. Yeah, now it comes out super early, so that's not even a thing no more.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's all corporate now. Uh,
1: especially uh. so. Oh.
0: <laughs> All right, but this was good. I I, I really enjoy this. Enjoy it, bye. See what I did there? <laughs> All right. How's your old Forester? Oh,
1: it's um, it's spicy. Yeah. Um. For those those of you um, and, um familiar with the rice, they're they're like peppery. Like mm-hmm. they're what what uh what mezcal is to tequila, uh rye is to whiskey, mm. American whiskey.
0: All right, that, that's about it. That's <laughs> that's your uh, initial assessment? Yeah. Right on. All right, so we will rate these uh, beers. Uh, well, I'll rate my beer. I, I did that last week. Maybe next week I'll, I'll figure it out. But I'll rate my beer later during our untapped portion of the show, and I'll have Sorcerer Chromatic rate his whiskey or his rye uh, later on in the show during our untapped portion. But right now, it's time for the beer news. Alright, first news headline comes to us from Vinepair and it reads Fizzy Business. Why breweries are betting on hot water as a non-alcoholic option? Uh, New Jersey burden burdens breweries with a wheelbarrow load of restrictive rules. Garden State breweries are legally forbidden from hosting food trucks or operating kitchens, running more than 25 events annually, having TVs larger than 65 inches, offering coffee, or selling soda produced by another beverage company. Let me ask you this. So they can have 65 inch TVs, but what if they put together, like, you know, a grid of 42 inch TVs? Uh, that becomes a big, massive TV. Does that count? Possibly. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I just thought of that right now. Um, let's see here. Uh, here's a quote: "I would have to be. Fi- I would have to physically make soda, says Jamie Quelly, the owner of Forgotten Boardwalk Brewing in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Creating knockoff Coke for the NA Drinks list didn't appeal to uh, Quelly, who doesn't care little for cal- uh, caloric soda. Who cares little for caloric soda? If I'm going to make something, I'm going to make something that I specifically want to drink. That meant hops-infused sparkling water. The Forgotten Boardwalk team trialed different varieties of hops running about 25 test batches before settling on citrusy sultana. This January, the brewery released hopped, hopped water with an exclamation point. Uh, in six packs of 12-ounce cans with striking illustrated labels touting the absence of sugar, calories, and alcohol. It's our NA option, says Quelly, who sees Hopwater as another widget to help broaden her brewery's portfolio. Gone are the days when craft breweries could could skate by on making beer alone. To meet the very needs of today's drinkers, breweries are producing wine, spirits, and alcohol-free beer and sparkling water spiked with everything from CBD to hops. In particular, the fizzy offspring of an IPA and Lacroix is becoming a popular NA option, helping breweries add familiar branches to their dry-hopped family trees. And you've you've talked about this before. You, you've had the uh, was it um, Lagunitas's uh, hop water?
1: Yeah, yeah. My wife loves that. In fact, I I picked her up some the other day.
0: Oh, okay. Well, maybe right now where you're abstaining from beer from Len, if you just want the hop flavor, then you can just grab one of those. <laughs> maybe steal one of hers.
1: Yeah, in fact, too, um, you know, to each their own. But when, um, when my wife was pregnant uh, both times, uh, she preferred that over um, what's the other stuff but, o- over non-alcoholic beer, beer or wine, because like those still have a small, small percentage of alcohol in it. Or this is actually like a, a mineral water that's flavored with hops.
0: Right. Yeah. I still have yet to try a hop water. I, I gotta. I gotta just fucking do it already because I, I always forget. I'm not a big fan of non-alcoholic Yeah, they're not beer. bad. In,
1: and two. Yeah, and two. Um. Like, cause it's it's a water. Like, you could do it with ice and get it like get it really cold and refreshing.
0: Right. You know yeah, what i I can see that anyway so yeah um now it seems like in New Jersey they're kind of like they forced their hand to, to provide a non-alcoholic beverage man they're, they're really fucking hamstring I didn't know about the non-alcoholic drinks uh rule I mean I knew about the the curtailing the events I think I remember the TV deal and uh but yeah I had no idea or and no food trucks I remember the no food trucks but I didn't know that they they couldn't even sell um like coke or dr pepper or 7up or anything that's fucked up dude (laughs) i didn't know it was that bad that seems like a little bit too too grim for me all right uh one last or uh, once my second story probably gonna be my last because there wasn't a lot this week in the beer news um budweiser apac bets on post-covid china thirst for premium beer Uh, Budweiser Brewing Company, APAC, Asia's largest beer company by sale, said on Thursday it will expand into more Chinese cities with its premium products as it sees a rebound in demand after the country lifted its COVID-19 curbs. In December, China suddenly dropped its strict three-year-old zero-COVID policy, which had battered businesses at bars and restaurants, where Budweiser does a proportionate share of its sales. Budweiser said it's overall China volumes fell 3% last year and its market share shrank 44. It says BPS beats per second. Uh, <laughs> Who else is there? yeah. Um, uh, let's see in China this quarter, we really see strong signals for recovery in the market, which is fully opening Jan craps. Oh, what a terrible name. Craps, uh, co-chair and chief. <laughs> it's like, her name's a sentence. Jen craps. Uh, co-chair and chief executive of budweiser apac said in an interview after the company reported annual results the asia pacific unit of brewer anheuser-busch InBev aims to increase the number of chinese cities where it sells at least 1 million liters of its premium budweiser brand to 220 this year up from 201 last year Uh, with the number of its super premium brands which include who garden or is it who garden right Uh, Blue Girl and Corona rising to 60 this year, up from 51. Craps said. (laughs) She gave the interview while she was on the toilet. Uh, Budweiser, APAC, which has more than 50 (laughs) brands, is pinning its hopes for growth in China on the premium segment, which accounts for 16% to 70% of the overall beer market. A share the company expects will double. That's a lot. That's (laughs) That's big things. I don't know if it'll double, but anyway. So yeah, AB and Bev is uh, pushing into China. Yes. All right, that's all I had this week. Not a Like I said, not a whole lot going Are on. You... Yeah.
1: She's all yelling at the door. Are you
0: there? Write this down. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I'm with the flush. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're juveniles here sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right i i'm stuck between the toilet and the wall <laughs> set somebody in Anybody but toby
1: is ryan there
0: no ryan's dead he died oh shit all right man you know what time it is I think I do. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew list.
1: As we As proceed, proceed, proceed to give, you, to give you, what you need. Right. Let me ask you this. Mm. What day was 3 3
0: 2023? Ooh. Um, that would be a Friday.
1: Right. But what what day was it honoring?
0: Oh, I I don't know. You got me on that one.
1: So 3-3-2023 uh, was dubbed De La Solte.
0: Oh, nice! Very nice.
1: Right. Um. So for those of you, just real quick, uh, for whatever reasons, well, contracts and litigation, De La Soul's catalog wasn't allowed to be streamed legally because of ownership and whatnot. However, it was finally worked out, and it is now available in streaming catalogs. And all royalties are going to go to uh, the rightful artists, so and families. Uh, Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I just thought that for fun, then uh going off the Billboard, I'll do the top ten of De La Soul's
0: greatest. Oh, very nice. And I got a little something. So maybe I'll wait till after your list because uh, I've been listening to all weekend. Them.
1: Okay. And I'll be honest, uh, as as much as I'm a De La Soul fan, I, I've seen them. Where did I see them at? Uh, I know it, well, Yeah, it was the Rock the Bells. It was the Rock the Bells where, um, I don't know if you ever saw the uh, the Tribe documentary where they had that big fight and broke up afterwards. Yeah, yeah uh, I was there did you were at that one. They, they were at,
0: oh, you read that one? Yeah, that was okay. the one I went to. Yeah, that was like their last concert together, right?
1: Well, they uh, they eventually got back together, but uh, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But that that was the one. Yeah, uh, I I didn't know M- Rappaport was back there backstage mm-hmm. uh, filming for a documentary. Right. So yeah. So uh. So, I saw them there, and then I think I saw them at the LL Cool Jays Rock the Bell concert uh, tours as well. Okay. Um. Yeah, with Ice Cube and uh, and Public Enemy and uh, and LL. Someone else was there too.
0: Yeah. I was,
1: someone, oh, I, I think uh, Eric, 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 B and Raquín—they were there.
0: Oh, nice. So I, uh, I wasn't at that one.
1: So, no. No. Mm-hmm. But okay, so here we go.
0: Top ten
1: de la Soul The 2016. Uh, some call it their comeback uh, work album, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: royalty. Ca-
1: Is it? Yeah, royalty. Ca-
0: okay. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know from the, uh, okay, It's from the album The uh, Anonymous Nobody
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, So that's their number 10 on Billboard
0: Yeah, I was looking number at their nine. I was, Real quick, I was looking at their d- discography Yeah, they have a big uh, gap between 2004 to 2016 So I can see why they would call it a comeback
1: Yes I, I would say don't call it a
0: comeback <laughs> Alright
1: Number nine, Rock Cocaine Flow, featuring Funkmaster Doom.
0: Nice. I don't. I don't. I don't know that song.
1: Yeah, uh, see, I'm not too familiar with that one. Mm-hmm. That's uh, from uh, the Grind Date album. Out of from uh, 2004, by the way.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I I kind of fell off of della soul like in the the late 1990s. To be honest, I get you uh
1: number eight
0: trying people back in 2001 that was a aoi uh, bionics the album
1: that was the bionics yeah i know aoi i like uh well i'll get into that later but yeah yeah, they're aoi the the um they actually never released the third aoi as well too Mm -hmm. at least uh not in order okay um number seven uh, all good featuring Shaka Khan. Let
0: me wreck you, Shaka Khan.
1: And that, was st- yeah. hey, you <laughs> that was on the stakes. Yeah. that was on the stakes as high. No up. wait, that was uh, wait, was it?
0: What year did it come out? Uh, two
1: thousand.
0: It might have been on Aoi. Or was
1: it Aoi? Yeah. Yeah, that was mosaic, mosaic dump. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: That one. All right, uh, number six, Stakes is High. Mm -hmm. Office Stakes is High.
0: That's a great album.
1: Um, Yeah. Uh, Number five, I'm a B, featuring Maceo Parker, Fred Wesley, and Pee Wee Ellis. Number four, Keeping the Faith. Move my head. All right. um, (laughs) Number three, Ring, Ring, Ring. That's oh, a classic, right
0: there. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. That's from their uh, De La Soul Is Dead." Oh. Yeah. Mhm.
1: Oh, is it? Is it the Daisy album?
0: The Three Feet High and Rising? Oh yeah, the, yeah, the Daisy album, the one with the the daisies uh, flopped over on the in a pot, on um, flopped over on the album cover. Yeah, that's that.
1: Oh. Number two, I know.
0: Oh, that's a good one, too.
1: And number one, Buddy. The Native Tongue Decision, featuring Q-Tip, Spice Dog, Queen Latifah, Moni Love, and The Jungle Bird.
0: Yeah, those are all great ones.
1: Yeah, what's your favorite, De La to- Uh
0: Well, I, I always go back to Me, Myself, and I because that was the original. Um, Keeping the Faith is really good. And... Um, what was that one from State Society? Uh, the business featuring Common. I like. Those. Yeah, I
1: like that one. I do like Buddy. I like Do Buddy. My, but my favorite one is is uh, like one of their lesser known songs. It's called "The Art of Getting Jumped." Love that song. Oh, it's it, a good story song.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I've heard that one. Yeah, that that is a good one. I, I've totally forgot about that one. Like I said, I kind of fall fell off, like in the late '90s. Yeah. Um, I just guess my, my interest varied. Yeah, like
1: yeah, like I discovered that song like later like I didn't even mm-hmm. have you know I didn't even have that album or anything like that
0: so yeah um the uh yeah the, the so I I've been listening to to uh, to, to I almost said Tribe, uh to dela uh, this weekend since uh, it came out that they are they're streaming and yeah just I think I I forgot how good stakes is high was I know our, our buddy LT kind of um said that that's the one he was gonna listen to first and i didn't go to that one right away i went to uh Dela is dead and then three feet high and then i went to stakes Society." i'm like holy shit like this one is just so much better than the other two were like production wise and lyrically and the beats and everything don't get me wrong those two were great the the first two but they're a little raw
1: yeah and then too i mean uh i remember that vaguely mm-hmm. and i remember the song um Big Brother beat because uh, that's what that's I I just kind of remember that song because I thought it was good because mm-hmm. it had another artist on it and then I realized later who that artist became or was and it was crazy. Oh, who? Th- for those of you that don't know, I don't know. Uh, Most Def, Most Def was on that. song,
0: Oh, okay. Wow. I gotta and check that one. He's one of out.
1: my favorites. So. Yeah,
0: I'd, yeah. I knew that. I don't know if our listeners knew that, but I knew that. <laughs> That's hey, hey, that's good for the uh, oh, yeah. for De Man that they could stream and, and get royalties off their music that they worked so hard to create, like 30 years ago, oh, damn, 25 years ago, 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, and not just that too, just uh, you know, now it's available for fans. Uh, the most common way music is uh, is consumed now too. So yeah, with that, they're they're kind of uh, you know back in the mix.
0: What, were they on were they on Def Jam or Tommy Boy? Do you know? Do you remember? I I, I know it's a it's far out there question. Like you, we didn't prepare for this. But I want
1: to say, I want to say both.
0: Oh okay, all right.
1: Not at the same time. I know uh, not at the same time. But yeah, when they, I think they started with Tommy Boy. Then when they re up, uh, they eventually moved over to a, uh, Def Jam.
0: Oh okay. I wonder whatever happened to Tommy Boy. I gotta look that up. I don't hear their their names anymore. Um, they probably either folded or they got. Um, bought out by somebody
1: you mean, uh, uh from Callahan, Auto? Auto? <laughs> yeah,
0: they expanded their break division. <laughs> uh, let me see here, Tommy Boy Productions looking it up right now. Um, no, they're still in Crossville, Tennessee, according to punchbolt.com. I don't know if that's really them, Tommy Boy Records. that's that's the one. Not, not Tommy Boy uh, Productions. Tommy Boy uh, Entertainment. Um, according to this, they're, they're still around. Because they have a founded, but they don't have a, a you know, a finished by or, you know, done. Uh, Tommy Boy sold to Reservoir Media. There you go. In June 2021, Tommy Boy was acquired for $100 million by Reservoir Media, the music publishing and media rights company founded in 2007 by... Iranian Canadian businesswoman Golnar Khosroy shani There's a lot of uh, um, extra uh, what do you call it? consonants in there, so that's why it took me a little to uh. Uh, see. Oh, the Tommy Boy logo was originally designed in 1982 by Steve Miglio and redesigned in 1989 by Eric Hayes. The logo was named on Complex's list of the 50 greatest rap logos of all time, coming in. At number, guess guess which. I'll I'll give you a hint. It's in the top ten of the uh, rap logos of all time.
1: Ready?
0: Ah, no, it was uh, number nine. A little bit lower. It was pretty cool though. You know, you got like uh, some b boys uh, dancing, right?
1: Yeah, that's obviously, or that's uh, obviously what I first think of. Mm-hmm. When I think of the logos. You know, when when I think of rap logos, are they talking about like artists like uh, like? Their, uh, their insignias or monikers, like,
0: uh, their style, of, you know, like,
1: uh, yeah. NWH font, you know? Oh yeah.
0: I got, I get you. No, okay. I, I think they're talking about, uh, um, record label, uh, logos. See, then you totally lost me there. I, I can't even <laughs> think of two, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I can think it was Def Jam and, know oh, Def it,
1: Jam and Tommy
0: Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, from back in the day anyway back back in the 80s and 90s we we never paid attention we were just we were just listening to the music right right um, i guess that's what that's what the uh, the producers wanted cuz they they swindled like dayla and fucking quest or not quest i'm sorry a tribe called quest they they swindled a lot of people out of money back in the day oh definitely yeah so that's fucked up but anyway um oh it, just because i have Tommy Boy up here um they helped launch the Careers of Queen Latifah, African Bombadil, Sonic, Digital Underground, Coolio, de la Soul, House of Pain, Naughty by Nature, and Force M.D.s. I don't remember Force M.D.s, do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, real quick, but even here's another entry in the in the Tommy Boy um, Wikipedia site. Uh, so take this with a grain of salt because it's Wikipedia. Controversy rose in early 2019 after Tommy Boy announced that the catalog of its formerly signed group, De La Sol, would be available on streaming services later that week. This announcement prompted the group to begin a Tommy Boycott campaign due to the fact that they would receive only 10% of the revenue generated by streams, with the other 90% going to Tommy Boy. The campaign was shared by their fellow artists, Nas, Questlove, and Pete Rock, among others. In response, Tommy Boy postponed the deal and announced their discography would not be available on streaming services as previously scheduled. So it doesn't get into the litigation and the uh, and the fight um, after that. But uh, yeah, it, they did uh, stir up the mud a little bit back in 2019 with the uh, saying that they were going to stream the music. And that's not shit. I mean, because 10% of what, like, I, I sent you that list of, of what the streaming services uh are paying out in royalties, and it's like a tenth of a cent. You know, if, if lucky, if they're lucky, oh, like, yeah. on Napster they get like almost two cents a <laughs> on Napster, um, a, a spin but or a stream. But yeah, they they gotta stream a lot, and so they get only ten percent. So they get like what a ten thousandth of a cent for every time you stream their song. That's that's some bullshit. So every ten thousand streams, they get one cent. Match yeah that's uh that's uh, yeah that's that's uh i, I would be upset too <laughs> so i hope they get uh i don't know what the percentage is now but i'm sure they they came to an agreement and uh de La souls is getting paid now and so fuck yeah good for them very hey. yeah very important uh group in hip-hop history
1: uh, so yeah i mean like seriously uh your mother listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you already have a streaming service Because it's not going to cost you anything It's just going to direct funds towards them so. Yeah
0: um, I would recommend uh, For those of you who never listened to De La Soul before Start with me, myself, and I I mean, there's a reason why that was like The the first song to come out Because it's a, it's a good listen um, Some of them are a little bit uh, uh I would say um, avant-garde or like a little progressive as far as back in the day. Um, so it's it takes, if, if you like jazz, you're going to love the beats uh, in the early stuff. There's a lot of boom bap and a lot of uh, funky drummer in the background, though. I, I will, I must admit.
1: No, oh, no, definitely.
0: Yeah. All right, man. So uh, how's your ride treating you? It smooths out. You know
1: what? Uh, like like a lot of spirits, if you're drinking them um, neat, like I do, uh, you know, the, you your your palate adjusts to them, and you you enjoy some flavors. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, the the peppery, uh, you know, it definitely lost its edge, and it's it's pretty smooth, pretty strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, 100 proof, 50 uh, percent. You uh you uh you, you do taste a little, you know, you do feel that kick,
0: right? Yeah, that, yeah. The, the 40, you can get away with smooth. If, if you can get away with smooth at 50, you're doing something right. But yeah, a lot of times you get the kick and the rye, like you said, it's got the, that pepper. I'm not a big fan of pepper. That's why I don't drink a lot of rye. I don't drink a lot of whiskey anyway. But uh, when I do, I, I like it more smooth and, and mellow. But um, hey, to each their own. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just that's my own personal preference. So you had the, uh, Old Forester, what would you like to rate it out of five?
1: Oh geez, I, I don't know if I could really rate this one.
0: Um, you don't have to. I'm just, I just, I uh, yeah, giving you the opportunity. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna pass on on rating this one. I, I don't okay. know. Uh, I don't have a <laughs> breakdown of how I would actually rate this one.
0: Do you uh, um, but is it something that you would like? You would get a lot, or is it just something oh, yeah, that you're? Definitely. Okay, all right. Well that's good then. Alright.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh just a little little uh caught the obvious uh there's a reason why I have a bottle of it, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's not like you got a free sample. <laughs> you have to actually buy this.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: All right. Um all right, so mine, this uh stone, enjoy by four twenty twenty-three. I'm gonna search it up on untapped and Oh look, all the enjoy buys. The oldest one I, I see on here is 2014. So yeah, even though they said 2012, maybe they were brewing it, and they and there was no way they were brewing a fucking hazy in 2012. Uh, <laughs> let's say, let's say actually, oops, we fucked up. Let's let's dump this one and try it again to to get a clearer beer. Um But yeah, this uh, 420 uh, 23, I like it. I was. You know, I, I already see the overall rating of three point nine eight. I was already going to give it a four anyway. So uh, none of our friends have rated it, and so I'm going to check in with a four. No, you know what? I'm going to do a four point one because I got it, right? Oh man, you got to get you got to get in on this point uh, one point two fucking uh, rating. <laughs> um, let's see, smooth and fruity. And little bit oh dank. Save and check in. All right, got a couple badges. Good for us. Uh, nothing. Uh, I, I I don't know if I don't know if being an insider is worth it, man. I because I don't spend a lot of time on the app. The only time I go on un- Untapped is when we raid our beers, and that's it. Uh, But it is kind of fun to do a point uh, by point by tenths, I should say. Um, All right, so let's go get on to our drunken shenanigans, and I'd like to celebrate, give a cheers for the return of the Mandalorian season number three. Did you watch uh, this uh, uh, this episode, the first episode, the apostate?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Uh, What'd you think? What your overall? feelings
1: a lot of setup a lot of setup so i hope uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with a lot of setup comes a lot of payoff
0: it will i i have no doubt um so yeah we see uh the armorer who's a mandalorian part of the the cult uh that uh bokatan calls it that uh the man uh, that dinjarin is in uh she's making a helmet for a foundling and i thought this was like maybe a flashback did you get flashback vibes? Yeah. or Okay.
1: I did. I did. Yeah.
0: And so yeah, I thought, oh, we're watching Mando get his first helmet, and I go, oh, and it's blue. So maybe he, you know, obviously when he started, it was kind of gray, and then he got the best car, so now he's got like a satin silvery finish to his uh his armor. So I thought, oh, okay, they. You know, throughout a, a Mandalorian's life, they get uh, different um, armor, right? That's that's what I thought. What did you did you think that, or were you just like, uh, what did you think about the blue helmet?
1: Uh well, there was a lot of helmets there, but I thought like it was he was going to go to his family, and they would have like a similar color scheme going on.
0: Oh, I never think of that. Yeah, or even like the uh, the eye holes, right?
1: Oh, the 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 visor slit, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I engine. mean, they're all
1: kind yeah. of the si- they're all kind of the same, but but different.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks, Cheech. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was waiting for the kid to say these uniforms are lame, man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: hmm. Oh shit. Oh, uh, see, so yeah, there was a a, uh, a ceremony, you know, and they were, he was all standing in the water, I guess, uh, and they were talking about later, you know, bathing in the waters of Lake Minnetonka to to cleanse his spirit. Right. Um, and then that big old fucking alligator came out, right? Yeah, wasn't that the thing from uh from Jurassic World? <laughs> it may have been. I don't know. I've never seen Jurassic World. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. They th-
1: they made this giant alligatoraurus
0: thing. <laughs> saurus, I like it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it came out and they were shooting it. I'm like, they're they're not even like it's almost like you know, throwing a um throwing a tic tac at a whale, you know, <laughs> that's all they're doing to this thing, by shooting it with their uh their blasters and harpooning it. I thought that was the stupidest idea, shooting the the wires coming out of their their oh. their armor. Into the side of it, I'm like, "This this thing's gonna throw you all over the place." What are you doing? You're not holding I, it down.
1: I, I know. Um, yeah, you know I, that that whole scene though made a lot of these Mandalorian warriors look inept. Yep,
0: yeah, it did. Sure did. You know what I mean? Yep.
1: I I don't get it. I mean, uh, you, even the you know, uh, uh what's his name, Favro with the uh, with the Gatling gun. I mean, even uh, mm-hmm. even that guy was, wasn't was as effective. I mean, you, you'd think uh, they would have uh, took into the air and planted the, uh, the little detonators like sooner, you know what I mean? When yeah. they realized that the blasters weren't doing shit. And, of course, someone's got to use a flamethrower, you know I mean? It's, <laughs> it's
0: like... And, and and they live on this planet, right? And they know this thing is in the water. It's not the first time they ever saw it. It can't be the first time they ever saw this creature because they lived there for generations. So they should have a contingency. Wait, wait, wait hold, on, hold on, Yeah.
1: Wait, it, you know the the armor was on the first planet. Mando was too. Like I, I thought they uh, they reclo- they relocated recently.
0: Hmm. Okay. So th- remember too that yeah
1: when uh the uh when the Mando took over uh, Boba Fett for a little while when they were I don't even know what city he was at when he reunited with the armor too. So I mean, I. I uh as far as being familiar with the that creature i i question that
0: oh okay oh, yeah that's a good point I,
1: but i but i i question that they don't have tactics to fight you know uh large uh you know aliens that they might be overpowered against with at first
0: yeah cuz it's it always seems like every planet has got their one big badass you know alien like Tatooine's got two of them actually if you count the uh the 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 uh, rancors and the the worm deal. What's it? What's it called? The sarlacc.
1: Java. Um, or
0: uh, or Java. <laughs> okay, so they have three. Well, they had three. Um, yeah. So you know, they they you figure they 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 should have a contingency for that. But anyway, then Mando comes and he's got his little his little uh, um wannabe Naboo fighter and he shoots the. He blows up the the alligator. The alligatorosaurus. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, Saves the
0: day. Yeah. Um, and so Jaren speaks with the, the armor and says he wants to atone, and the armor says he's got to go back to to Mandalore and bathe in the in the in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. See, that that's where my I should have waited for that joke until right now. Um yes. So. <laughs> So then uh um Jarin and grogu go back to Navarro um because they have to uh
1: he wanted that droid to go to uh to uh oh Mandalore.
0: that's right he wanted uh was it uh, ig11 to go to um to uh, to accompany him uh in his quest to go to Mandalore because he just wanted to uh back up and for some reason that was the only uh person or droid that he trusted being I should I should say I guess and he uh, he reunites with High Magistrate grief Karga, played by the incomparable Action Jackson. Creed Karga. <laughs> Creed Karga. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so you know he try but he tries to recruit uh, Jaren uh, because he needs a, a sheriff. He needs a sheriff around this town.
1: He says, Marshall.
0: A marshal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He needs a marshal to you know um, to. Keep the peace. And, of course, he, yep. he totally trusts Jaren and he knows he's a fighter and he knows he's a honorable man. So, it, really, he'd be perfect for it, right?
1: Uh, I, I think so.
0: Yeah. But he can't because he wants to... First off, his first thing is to uh, um, atone um, to the rest of his uh, people. And, um, secondly, he's, he's not he doesn't plant roots i mean that's the whole thing about uh the, the mandalorian series is he's just uh he's uh he's a gunslinger he goes from town to town All right
1: he's a gun. he's a gun Mm-hmm.
0: bounty hunter almost
1: he's like a one man he's a
0: one man 18 <laughs> there you go one man he's A on unique <laughs> if this was wu-tang he'd be A on uh let's see here so yeah he wants to revive ig11 and that was a a, a kind of a a cute scene where uh, um grogu tries to grab one of the little the little things i don't even know what those things are called the the little mechanics Oh,
1: those little aliens yeah
0: but those things are cute and i thought he was gonna try to eat it but he was just like hugging it like it was like a toy or something (laughs) like a little plush animal (laughs) But they were, I like kind of like the the way they spoke like broken English. And it was kind of cute, actually. It, it it kind of it got me. I I, I admit it. Uh, their little interactions got me.
1: I like how too. It was like an English to English translation, anyway.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because Karga kept like translating it. And, 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 yeah. yeah, Jaren kept looking at him like, dude, I know this. I know what they're saying. I can I get it yeah. now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like they can't find them no more or something
0: like that. Yeah, or it's it broken. It's broken. Broken. Yeah. Okay. He we says fix. it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. He says it's broken. We know fix. He says he can't fix it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know what's kind of cool though. They they did power it up and it reverted like to default mode, and wanted to, uh, oh, yeah. to go after Grogu. I thought that was I thought that was a good touch because of uh, our uh, knowledge of. How computing systems work. If you reboot it to the default system, it's going to go back to the the manufacturer's specs. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, anyway, um, they're they're uh, they meaning uh, Grief Karga and Din and the Mandalorian, are uh, um, walking around, and they run into. Oh no! They they had like a. They had to go address a a dust-up at the local school because a band of pirates were there because back when it was uh, old uh, um, the old Navarro, it used to be a bar or a saloon or something, right? And so they wanted like, nah, we're drinking here. Like, That's so stupid. It's like, hey, this guy is offering you to drink, you know, like uh, in the, for lack of a better term, at City Hall. And you want to go into this a school and drink? They don't even have fucking beer there. Or they don't have a, uh, ale or whatever they drink i forgot the name of the drink but they don't have any alcohol there you so why even go in there in the first place i I just i just i thought that plot plot point was stupid like the are are we meant to think that these pirates are that dumb that they think that there are drinks in a school
1: yeah i mean it it just it kind of forced the uh the, the fact i get
0: you the showdown yeah if they just they need a device to force the showdown and i thought i thought it was I thought it was, uh, I thought it was forced to to use my own term i just used uh so but um but they 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 end up uh, doing like you know um a quick draw and of course the all the pirates lose uh, save one the main guy and he gets back to his uh his uh his but his king or his his leader or whatever you want to call it king pirate the pirate king yeah and so uh yeah those those little dudes the little mechanics uh tell uh mandalorian he needs uh this part and he's like well i'm excuse me well i'm gonna go get it all right i'll take off and he uh blasts off into space with grogu and then that pirate is there uh and there's a a, a space war or a um Space battle at the spaceship battle. I thought that was fun. I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Uh, yeah, I like the uh, the, the Star Wars uh, uh, classic uh, asteroid things
0: hmm. And uh, they're eventually uh, captured and, and taken to the leader Gorian Shard, who he looked like uh, like someone threw um, Easter, Easter, or Easter basket grass on some on uh, on, a, on like a alien. And I'm a bit yeah. <laughs> uh, Jaren uh, he jumps to hyperspace because he doesn't believe that uh, he'll be spared, and uh, eventually leads to uh, Kalevala, a planet in the Mandalore system where Bo-Katan uh, now resides. And he goes up there and like she's just sitting like on a throne, like in a palace, and there's nobody around. Yeah. There's no servants. There's no people. There's it's just her. Like what is she doing there? I didn't watch any of the nerd channels. Like what why is she there?
1: Well yeah, she tried to lead uh the assault because, but because she doesn't have the darksaber, mm-hmm. the 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 different factions of uh Mandalorians uh you know, disband her cause.
0: Yeah, the I just thought I mean I liked to see I like seeing her there. I just thought it was gonna be a little bit more uh I didn't think they were gonna fight, yeah, but, but I thought they mean a recruit her or something.
1: Yeah, but I mean you know the the way they you know, that's just set up for the story. Like, okay, they're, you know, they're, they're going to team up obviously and go. So that's cool. Um, I
0: like this. And then that, something
1: yeah. else that was, that was subtle. I don't know if you noticed it, but, um, right after, uh, Mando and, and Gorgu uh, left. I, I think it was when they left the Mandalorians that they saved and went to go see, uh, Grief Karga and Navarro. Yeah. Was, uh, the out they were doing hyperspace, and you could see the the space oh, yeah. whales in the, in there. So that that's set up too, and and, and uh people think that's that's going to tie into the Ahsoka series and uh, and Star Wars Rebels, the, the end of that too. So uh, for those of you unfamiliar, there's actually yeah creatures that live in space. They call their nickname the space whales, but they they can naturally go into hyperspace, which is crazy.
0: I thought that was crazy too. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, they were swimming alongside of the ship that's going hyper, yeah. uh, hyper speed, And it was cool. It was a little bit like ethereal and, and kind of, uh, hypnotizing. Like I would be staring at him too. Like yeah. Grogu was, I'm glad you brought it. I totally fucking forgot. I don't know why I forgot, but because, uh, I didn't write any of this shit down. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Um,
1: well, it was subtle. And if you don't know those creatures exist, you might just think it's, uh, some sort of default pattern. You know what I mean? Like, some oh. sort Oh of- yeah. Yeah. I, I
0: thought it was too, they made it too conspicuous for you to believe it was a default pattern because they showed Grogu, then they showed what he was looking at, and then his his reaction, and they showed it again. I'm like, wow, there's creatures out there that learn how to d- jump into hyperspace without a flux capacitor or whatever the fuck they use. At <laughs> uh, <yeah>. the nav computer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, cool, man. it was it was good, yeah, you're right. It's a lot of setup uh they but they still threw in the uh the gunslinging scene and they threw in the the whole um spaceship fight uh in space and totally total, like you said uh star Wars where they used the uh, asteroids to fight fight in in an asteroid field
1: nice.
0: yeah, classic uh George Lucas type shit. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to uh, bring up on this episode of Cold Brew? Nah, yeah, I'm good. All right. Uh, thanks for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we like to wish you cheers.
1: Until next.